rocking across the USA every Saturday for the past 24 years. Welcome aboard to David Essel Live, America's positive radio talk show. So glad you're with us. We are proud to be part of the iHeart Clear Channel premier radio network, and we rock it every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Uh, I, I'm laughing right now because our guest coming up, I know this is going to be an absolute trip. Brian Armstrong, he sent a picture that we use that we are, he's holding a lemur, I think it is. Now, I'm not the uh, the outdoors expert that Brian is. We'll find out when we get him on, on the show here in just a couple minutes. But it looks like a lemur, and it looks like he's imitating the lemur in the picture, which makes it even funnier. If you want to see what I'm talking about, <laughs> go, go to, to David Essel on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, Google David Essel, or you can go to our website. Our, our blog is up there. It might be the same picture. I'm not sure. But but anyway, he's the author of the book, The Exotic Booze Club, True Adventures of Volcanoes, Cobras, and a Beer Elephant. That right there, just the title of it. You know what? I remember when we got the, the copy of the book, I said, what? The, the Exotic Booze Club? Like, what is this all about? And then as I started to read into it, I said, oh, my Lord, we got to get these guy, this guy. He's from Australia, a former producer at National Geographic, president of Red Rocks Film. He, he And I want to talk to him about this, too. Just a couple weeks ago on Discovery Shark Week, he had um, a show, Zombie Sharks, which we'll find out more about, that uh, that was on just a couple weeks ago. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, David. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just love Man, you have a different look at life, don't you, Brian? You, you look at life differently than most of us, don't you? Well, maybe not different to some other Australians, but maybe compared to the average American, it's a bit out there. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, I've been very fortunate. Yeah, I mean, but look, look, look at the experiences. Just reading through the book, the experiences, the travel, and we'll get to the the exotic booze club in a minute. But, but, what, and and what was it that I read that at twelve years of age you became a cowboy? Oh no, no, that's a bit young. No, I was uh, I left school <laughs> when I was uh, seventeen, just as I turned seventeen, and uh, okay. in Australia we call it a jackaroo. And I went and worked on a, on a cattle station. You'd call it a cattle ranch. It was a, it was a little spread in Australia called Wave Hill. It was 1.8 million acres. And that was my, my first job out of school. Oh, my. 1.8 million? Yeah. <laughs> and what was, your, what was your job as a jackaroo? Well, it's, we're mainly mustering cattle. Uh, it'd be about 40 hours a week on horseback, uh, with helicopters in the air kind of helping you and, and the big roundups. And uh, you know, bringing them in and kind of you know, branding them and doing all those things that you saw in City Slickers or, or any, uh, any old cowboy movie. <laughs> yeah, and 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 where was your introduction to the wild? Was that it? Was that your first introduction that that you that you got bit and you decided to make a career out of it, or did it happen younger? I think it happened much younger. My dad trained horses for a living, and uh, when I was about nine years old, and we were on a horse property, which is already sixty acres and and not much land around us, uh, not many people around us. Uh, I got given a tent for Christmas, and um, I, I, I got my best friend, and we got some Hessian bags and some PVC pipe and some wire and cut out some seatbelts from an old car and made backpacks, loaded in the, <laughs> the tent and some and cans of food and water and took the dog, left a note for Mum saying, go on camping, and took off over the back fence and went oof, at least 500 miles, but... Uh, no, really, it was probably about two miles, but it was. Uh, it, it felt like a you know the big outdoors, and and that's yeah. where I was hooked. It's like wow, there's a lot beyond our own borders, and I, I kind of haven't stopped yeah. looking since. 
Now, and and I know that that you you are on the road several months a year. Do you like go out for like thirty days at a time to do a filming and then come back? Or uh, tell me what your life is like now. Well, initially when I started working for National Geographic, I was just I was addicted, and and I would be on the road six months of the year. I just couldn't get enough of it. Mm. Uh, now it's more like three or four months, so I've cut back a little bit, and most of the trips now tend to be three or four weeks. I don't do the big six one six uh, week long ones anymore, and there's not quite the call for it now that there used to be. So TV's changed a bit in the last ten years, but uh, yeah, I still certainly you know I, I, I never know what next month may hold, you know, <laughs> really. And uh, right. you know, we got a, a green light on Friday, and, and now in uh, two weeks from now, I'll be in the far north of Western Australia. Oh wow. Wow. So, so this book, this, the Exotic Booze Club. So, the 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 gist I get from it, it's I, I'm going to call you guys an underground organization. Oh, that sounds sexy. Yeah, I think that doesn't that sound sexy. Yeah, an underground organization of wildlife producers that enjoyed their alcohol while telling tall tales of adventure. That's pretty accurate because uh, you know it, 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 part of the, my culture in Australia is it's a it's a drinking culture. You know, alcohol is our nationally preferred route to oblivion, you could say. And uh, <laughs> when I came to America, there was a very different attitude, particularly at National Geographic, which has a very strict anti-alcohol policy. Uh, and it just was too un-Australian for me to fathom. So I started this <laughs> underground club and, and charged people with bringing back the bottle of the most exotic alcohol they could find on, the, on, their, on their expeditions that they were also doing for Geographic. And would sit right. out of my office and, and drink it and tell stories. Yeah, it's, and and in the book, ladies and gentlemen, when when you get a copy of it, when you when you t- check it out, the Exotic Booze Club, you will hear more stories than we're going to have time to talk about tonight. But but I want to start like if if you look at one of the stories in the book that is the most exotic, Brian, that it was maybe the the most dangerous for you personally. What one would it be? Well, a lot of things make a shoot can make a shoot dangerous, and I think isolation is a big thing. So if something happens, you're really uh, you're really out of luck. And I, and I think probably a, a big six week expedition we did into into Myanmar in, into Burma in 2000 uh, with a scientist named Joe Slawinski looking for a new species of spitting cobra. And that that was probably the hairiest thing thing we've done. We've done because you know, we had people die from malaria on that shoot. Um, wow. Joe died a year later from from a snake bite right near where we were filming, and Ooh. there was just that we were there was just so much to be you know to be concerned about. And I'm not sure we even really appreciated that at the time until people started falling down with malaria. But um, the really scary stuff to me is is the people stuff. Is when you get in, when you get mixed up with uh, you know with rebel groups and, and the you know and and I haven't had fortune, haven't haven't had anything to do with, with terrorists fortunately, but certainly some uh, some rebels and and uh, in some hairy situations like that. So people are always the scariest. And then people say, oh, is it the snakes? Is it the you know is it the sharks? Is it the crocodiles? What's the scariest animal? And and to me, it's the mosquito because mosquitoes kill far more people than <laughs> than all the rest combined. Wow. Now, now in the book, there is this picture of a woman, and I guess it's 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 part of their ritual, a fertility ritual, where she was kissing the nose of a cobra. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was. Uh, it's it's a very animalist. Some of the animalist tribes there um, do some pretty crazy things, and and that 
she spent about 15 minutes sort of enticing this uh, 14-foot king cobra. It's the largest species of snake on the, a venomous snake on the planet. And uh, it came out of a basket and she did the snake charming thing and uh, got to, you know, it took her about 15 minutes and she finally got close enough just to kiss it on the nose. And uh, it, it was pretty hairy, but that, and supposedly that means that the village is going to have more boys next year. Okay. Oh my. I mean, I, I, geez, I could think of other things I would do before I'd kiss a, a cobra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was also reading about how the the people that work with the cobras they actually inject small amounts of the venom in their bodies so that they become immune to the snake bite. This is a particular clan in Burma, and, and we call them clan of the snake catchers. But they're they're a group. They're, they're um, Buddhist, and they believe in you know the. All living things are sacred, and they have a group where they will go into people's houses and shops where where snakes have have come in, and they're kind of snake busters. They'll they'll remove them from the area. Oh, and okay. this is there's really deadly snakes there, as Russell's vipers and crates and the cobras, and and they will go in barefoot, barehanded, and capture the snake and take it out away from the village and and release it. And they say they're protected by their tattoos. And when we looked into it, it turned out that before they were releasing the snake, they would milk the venom, and then they'd take that venom back uh, once a month. I'd have a little ritual where they would mix it in with some ink, and they would tattoo themselves. So they, it seemed like they were providing some kind of inoculation to, to snake venom. Right. And uh, the people who we met who had been bitten, and they had some scars from being bitten, but apparently they were saying no one had ever died, who, and no member of the clan had ever died. Right. Uh, so there might be wow. something to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there could be. Brian, I'm going to ask you to hang in there. We're going to go to a quick break and come back. Brian Armstrong, the the, the website, theexoticboozeclub.com, theexoticboozeclub.com. Brian Armstrong, we're going to come back and talk more about snakes and sharks and a beer elephant and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, former producer with National Geographic, president of Red Rock Films, again, theexoticboozeclub.com. And don't forget, if you have friends that are into this adventure-type stuff that Brian's talking about, as of 9 o'clock Eastern time tonight, this interview with Brian Armstrong will be hosted live at our archived and at talkdavid.com. Check it all out. Glad to have you with us. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, Success and Miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to TalkDavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's TalkDavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Millions of women right now are needlessly suffering from dependencies to food, alcohol, smoking, and prescription medicines. These dependencies can age a woman's face by 10 years or more and destroy her chances of ever experiencing a deep, connective love relationship. Heal with Master Addiction Recovery Coach David Essel's one-on-one recovery program. Register today for any of David's life coaching plans at TalkDavid.com and get an extra session with David absolutely free. That's TalkDavid.com. Come. I'm playing on you tonight. I 
You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. All of our interviews are archived for years now at talkdavid.com. This one I'm doing with Brian Armstrong, author of the book, The Exotic Booze Club, will be up there at 9 o'clock Eastern time tonight. So if your friends missed it, we encourage them to go check it out. Uh, Brian, be, before we go back into the book, just a couple weeks ago on Shark Week, you had a segment on zombie sharks. What are zombie sharks? Zombie Shark is a, is a title we gave a show which explores this phenomenon in sharks called tonic immobility. And it means uh, basically when you, when you flip a shark or most sharks upside down, you, they go into this hypnotic-like, zombie-like state. And okay. uh, we set out with a mission to, to see how effective this was in different species. And, and, and ultimately we discovered that orcas are a uh, user to kill sharks. They will flip a shark upside down, put them in, the, in this tonic state, and <laughs> they're out enough that they can eat their liver and, and, uh, and kill them. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. They're like a Houdini. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's pretty impressive. You've obviously been watching Houdini, but they're uh, they're uh, yeah they're they're pretty pretty amazing. And we we did it with these tiger sharks in the Bahamas that were about fourteen feet, and uh, and just to see these things go by, these great hulking sharks is, is intimidating yeah. enough. And then the Eli Martinez, the host of our show, would, would grab these things, and he would he would actually have to tickle their nose to to start this process. He would stimulate this uh, this gelatinous uh, stuff in their nose called the ampullae of Lorenzini, and that would overstimulate them, and their eyes would roll back, and they would go a little gaga for a moment, and that would allow him to then flip them upside down and try and get them into this full zombie-like state. It was a hoot. Wow. That's a trip. That's it. Okay, now back to your book with sharks. We have the attacks of the mystery shark, and this was, I believe it was in New Jersey, where a shark had gone up river and killed several people. And what, what did we find out? Because they, at first they thought it was a great white shark. Go ahead and tell us about the process. That was very interesting. This was back in uh, the 19, I think it was 1916, very famous uh, shark attacks in New Jersey, but really the first major shark attacks in, in North America. It was just when people were starting to swim. Swimming was a craze, going to the ocean, women could, could swim as well. And uh, along comes a shark and in the process of a week or two uh, attacks uh, five people and, and, and kills most of them. And one of the attacks was uh, about uh, 11 miles up Matawan Creek away from away from the ocean. And they always blamed a great white because they, they found a great white and, and killed it. But we explore the fact that uh, these bull sharks are the sharks that can go into fresh water. Great whites are going the opposite direction. They're going out into deeper water. But a bull shark will very happily you know, uh, adjust its system and so they can deal with the lack of salt and will head up into, into a river and, and chomp on some unsuspecting swimmers. And uh, we went right. to, with Fabian Cousteau to India to see kind of a, a type of bull shark there that had been doing it to... Women who were uh, who were trudging for uh, shrimp larvae. So it was a worldwide expedition. We went everywhere for that one. Yeah, it a, yeah, it was incredible stuff. 
And and so the the conclusion was that it's not great whites at all, but it was actually a bull shark in New Jersey that was doing this damage. Yeah, yeah, most certainly. I mean, there were enough attacks that uh, one of the ones in the ocean might have been a great white, but but uh, certainly not all of them. Yeah, right. Uh, at any point in time, outside of the mosquitoes that scare the hell out of you, um, did you ever feel threatened by an animal? Gee. Um... There, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little. What I usually have uh, at my disposal is a cameraman or uh, a non-person, an air person who I can put in front of me. Put and, in front you of know, you. When you're running air, you only have to run <laughs> faster than one person. Uh, right. Not, not that many. You know, there's, there, we had this big crocodile we caught in in South Africa. It was 16 feet, just over 16 feet. And we, it's a lot, we were working with uh, Dr. Brady Barr, who was a reptile expert at Geographic at the time. And we, he had some things that we need to do, science that we need to do with this big animal, but it was so big. I mean, he, he, would, he would snare it out in the water and then pull it up to shore, but it was so big and so heavy, we couldn't pull it up to shore. So we had to very quickly do all the work we had to do on it with it half in the water. And oh, yeah. if you know anything about crocodiles and alligators, that interface between the surface and the water is what they are really highly attuned to. That's where most of their food comes from. And if there's disturbance at the water, then they're going to be there. And so we were working on this thing knowing that there were dozens of other large crocodiles. We could see their eyes shine at night uh, looking at us, wondering <laughs> if they should uh, <laughs> test their luck and, and get a little closer. So that there's, right. Yeah, lots of, lots of stories but, like that where it's, uh, there's yeah, calculated risks. Right, right. But fortunately, you had a doctor and several, and, and a researcher and several cameramen that you could have thrown into the water if one came near you. <laughs> yeah, a radio host now and then, you know, whoever's nearby. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Oh, my gosh. Hey, hey, when you look at the whole concept of this book, what is it that you hope readers get out of it? Is there a central theme message out of the Exotic Booze Club that you hope everyone that picks it up gets? I think there's a couple of things. I think that um, for me, life is something which you should have some fun with, you know. And I, and I think that um, as, as an Australian, uh, I think part of my culture, part of my upbringing, was was being a scallywag. And I've got two boys now, and they are little scallywags up to all sorts of trouble. And I and I, I think to smile and laugh, and it can really help you deal with the stressful times. As well as an exotic alcohol now and then, but I, but I think it's it's you know that there's a huge world out there uh, waiting to be explored. There's so many places I haven't been yet that I, that I still want to go and, and check out, uh, and it's it's worth taking the risk and going out. And um, if things get get hairy, uh, have have a drink and try and laugh about it. You know, I, 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 we, we all get a chance, Brian, to vicariously live through people like you. Uh, a lot of us wouldn't have the courage or, 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 or the ability, the stamina, to go and do the things you do. So we appreciate that there are scallywags like yourself that are willing to take the risks and, and go out there and then come back and report on it. And I want to I want to offer this to you. As more things happen in your life, and I'm sure they will, if you ever want to come back on the show and share your, your expeditions, please do, Okay. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I th- thoroughly have enjoyed this conversation. The name of the book, The Exotic Booze Club. The website, theexoticboozeclub.com. Brian Armstrong, uh, president of Red Rock Films, former producer with National Geographic. And as I mentioned earlier, his most recent, Zombie Sharks, appeared on the Discovery Channel Shark Week just a month ago. Brian, thanks again. Have a great week, and we'll talk again. Thanks so much, David. Take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Oh, my gosh. A a very humorous guy. And glad to have him on and to be able to share some of these stories with you, our audience. Now, next, coming up, your text. We've got a ton of them coming in. 941-266-7676. We're going to be answering your questions. Phone 1-800-548-TALK. I'm David Essel. More to come. Stay there. tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Ariana Grande, a little song in the back here. One less problem without you. <laughs> Gotta love that. 1-800-548-TALK, 800-548-TALK. Text us during the show, 941 941- Two six six seven six seven six. You notice in the last year that there's so many new fresh. I don't. I don't know if it, if the category is rap singers, but um, what is the category, Nathan and Trisha? What is this category of Ariana, Ariana Grande, and THR? What does that mean? Oh, CHR. Top forty music. Okay, thank you, sir. And and you know, I'm, I'm looking and I'm just seeing these young girls coming out of. Freaking nowhere. As a matter of fact, I don't remember what her name is, but we're going to be having her on the show in the next uh, probably couple months. It was someone who had friended me on, here we go, Twitter again, Twitter, and I shared her song with both uh, Trisha and Nathan, uh, who are with me here in the studio, broadcasting live out of Studio E, Los Angeles, California, uh, a couple weeks ago, and they both really liked her. And so we're going to have her on the show. I had never heard of her before. She's very young. I mean, there's all these amazing, amazing uh, female singers just coming out of the woodwork, and it's great to see it. Just absolutely great to see it. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Text during the show, 941-266-7676. So a bunch of stuff coming that came in today. I'm going to just read some of the, the headlines from it, and then we'll get into answering your questions. Uh, why do you say never become a life a certified life coach with online courses? We'll get into that answer. Uh, I need a book to help my boyfriend stay hard and not release so soon. Not a problem. We can answer that. Um, uh, uh, there's a video you did on goal achievement, and you say to go after only one goal at a time um, that you've procrastinated on. Please explain this. There's so many, and we really appreciate your emails. Your text that you send in, it is just phenomenal that we can help as many people as we can uh, every Saturday. Let's go with number one. Why do you say never become a certified life coach with online courses? This is really easy. 
If you want to become certified in growing roses or marijuana or filtering water, you can do that with online courses without a problem. If you want to uh, learn how to tame a wild Mustang, I would advise not to do it with an online course, but to actually do it in person. And if you want to become a certified life coach, I would absolutely tell everyone to stay away from online courses because you're not going to get the help you need. You need to be working with someone either in person, via phone, or Skype. You need to make sure that the certification course has an internship program where that you're going to be working with clients and guided in your work. Now, these principles we have put into place since 1996 with our Life Coach Certification Program, lifecoachuniverse.com. We've certified people from all over the world via phone and Skype as well as in person. And we know what works and what doesn't work. Online certification courses for life coaches should be banned, should be shut down. Don't waste your money. Don't spend your money. If you need to save more money because a lot of those courses are extremely inexpensive, why? Because they're, you're using podcasts and video clips and, 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 and assignments via email. You need to do it one-on-one with a coach. If you have questions, email me at talkdavid.com, without a doubt. Um, oh, this is interesting. We, I need a book to help my boyfriend stay hard and not release so soon. All right. One of the the, the best writers uh, in the world of, of sex therapy is Dr. Barbara Kiesling. We started interviewing Barbara probably in the early 1900, uh, 1990, <laughs> the early 1900s. That is funny. Even I made myself laugh. That is funny. The early 1900s. I remember... Nathan was just, oh, my Lord, Nathan was, I think, two, and Trisha was six months. And (laughs) we had a blast back then in the 1900s, early 1900s doing our radio show. But it was the uh, early 1990s, and Barbara Kiesling came on, and she blew my mind. She was so knowledgeable, and she had so many great answers. And these questions like this one would come up of how to help men stay harder, longer. And so she wrote a book, How to Make Love All Night Long. So check it out. Go to Amazon, How to Make Love All Night, Dr. Barbara Kiesling. And in there she gives exercises about bringing a man to uh, full erection with close to a release and then, but not releasing. And then letting things calm down and then going back to full erection without releasing, letting things get calmed down. And the more you practice that, the more control a man will start to have and the longer he'll be able to make love without releasing. It is just short of miraculous. It truly is. We have done that in some of our work with couples. We have we, we always recommend her book. And we have helped couples that were extremely frustrated from a male perspective of not being able to sustain an erection and turn it around within six to eight weeks. Just incredible. So so get the book, How to Make Love All Night. Barbara Kiesling is the, the author's name. Uh, you will, And, and what, what we recommend, too, is we recommend couples read it together because we want to take away, once again, these two big words, the shame and guilt of the frustration of sexual performance. We want to take away that. And so when a couple is reading it together, then they're able to move through it. And, and the woman 
who obviously in this case is not the one that's having the challenge, will be able to be more supportive, more compassionate, more understanding if she's also reading the book and looking at the cause. Now, some of the causes could be physical. And if and if you read the book and you do the exercises and it doesn't work, it could be physical. But most of them are psychological. As we get up in age, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, there could be some physical shifts with hormones and different things coming on. If you're a smoker, that could hurt. If you drink alcohol regularly, that can be a real problem. So you want to take away some of those things. But um, But in general, check with your doctor if this doesn't work to see if there is any kind of physical problem whatsoever. 1-800- 548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK, text us 941-266-7676. This is fascinating. I I run a $75 million company and brought in a business consultant, like I believe the work that you do. His result after 30 days was that our quality control is poor and our morale is poor. Now what? He didn't tell us what to do about it. He just made a report. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you the little difference with that. Okay, what you brought in was a consultant to observe performance, but obviously it doesn't look like he's the person that would change the performance of the company unless, have you asked him? That would be my first thing. I know you're listening because this text just came in, but have you asked him if he would support you? The work that I do is that I don't do the evaluation. I come in after an evaluation, or sometimes companies choose not even to do an evaluation. They just know there's trouble. And I come in then and I set up on a weekly basis systems to help people improve morale, quality control, performance. And I'm going to tell you more about that right after this break. Don't forget that all of our shows are archived as of 9 o'clock Eastern time tonight. This very three-hour show, Nathan is doing his work right now. It'll be up at our website, talkdavid.com. You need 24-7 inspiration? Go to talkdavid.com. Listen to our archives for the past four years. They're all up there. More to come. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Are you ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th, for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, success and miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to talkdavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's talkdavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. Talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. Office machines and toner are a fact of life in every business. But why pay high dealer prices for your toner cartridges? Call the Toner Kings. They sell all toner cartridges for up to 60% less. The Toner Kings have been in business for over 18 years, and they offer free shipping and a 100% quality guarantee on every purchase. So head online to thetonerkings.com. That's thetonerkings.com. Mention you heard this ad on XM Radio and get an additional 20% off your first toner order. 
Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Essel. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at TalkDavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at Talk. David.com. I think the cool thing about David Essel's way of teaching really is the way he asked the right questions and then had me do the homework to write down the answers to those questions. Clients who have worked one-on-one with Master Life Coach David Essel are creating the life they've always wanted. So happy to say that next month will be four years sober, and I owe a lot of that to David Essel's help and friendship through the process. Their success has come from focus and accountability with David, and the same can happen for you. Life coaching programs start at under $200. So visit TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Creating a daily focus on your spiritual path ultimately brings us to peace of mind, an amazing gift we get to give ourselves every day. I'm David Essel, author and master life coach. If you desire that inner peace, contact me now at talkdavid.com. Let's work together to create a plan to help you get the peace you deserve. If you're serious about life change, we want to work with you. Contact me at talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. It's time for change, and I can help you get there at talkdavid.com. Is your relationship operating at its highest potential, or is it faltering and you see yourselves drifting farther and farther apart? Or are you single right now, trying to figure out what went wrong in the past so you can finally find and keep deep love? Let Master Life Coach David Essel help you resurrect or save your current relationship, or help prepare you to find the love you desire today. Visit TalkDavid.com to read the testimonials about David's work. Love is the answer. Let today be the day. Visit TalkDavid.com. Do you often feel like you've hit a dead end in life? Like no matter what you do, the challenges just keep coming back over and over again? Well, maybe it's time you read the inspirational book, Rockstar, Finding God's Purpose for Your Life. Rockstar, David Essel's sixth top-selling book, is a powerful parable that will give you the inspirational tools and strength needed to finally bring your life to a whole new level. Order Rockstar by David Essel for only $7.95 at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com today. The powerful book, offering a positive lift in our ever-challenging world. What do you really want out of life? What would make you really happy? I'm David Essel, author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, yours at talkdavid.com. We're giving away 1 million copies of The Power of Focus free at talkdavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at talkdavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Ah, David Essel Alive, rocking the USA for 24 straight years. Great music. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Trisha, for doing such wonderful work here with the show. And uh, We rock it. 
Every Saturday, the best guests. We have information to, to bring your life to the next level. And before the break, uh, by the way, 800-548-TALK, text 941-266-7676. I was um, answering this question uh, of a gentleman. I run a $75 million company, brought in a business consultant, like I believe the work you do. His result after 30 days was that our quality control is poor, morale is poor, now what? So what you want to do is you want to get him or someone else to set up weekly management meetings. Um, the management team has to be worked with together in order to shift this. We have to really do. We recommend in our work to commit 12 months, one year, to turn around poor morale, to turn around poor quality control. Uh, we really, really want to, a, a major commitment. It's just like if someone needs to lose weight or do whatever. You know, there's got to be a commitment to the process. You can't just say, "Well, let's bring someone in for two months and see what happens." That'll never work. If you have poor morale and quality control, then that's probably been in existence for quite a, a long time. You, you don't say how long you have your company, $75 million company. It doesn't say for how long you've had it. So commit a year. You know, I have companies I work with right now where that we have, we have the right people in the wrong positions. And in some places, we have the wrong people in the company at all. And that takes a while to find out. Normally, when you bring in someone like myself to do the work, it doesn't take that long for people to start showing their true colors. You know, it's amazing. And I don't say this from a negative perspective. I say it from a positive one. We want people to show their true colors. Either they're part of the team, they're part of the, the, the result, they're part of the shift, or they're part of the problem. If they're part of the problem, we try to find a different position for them first within the company. And then if not, we let them go. Okay? Deadwood employees will eventually create all kinds of hell for everyone involved. So if I can help you, email me at talkdavid.com, and I really do appreciate uh, the text. Several weeks ago, you had a woman, I'm, I'm Sean on, uh, oh, this was Sean Saunders they were talking about, uh, who said, God wants us rich. I was taught we are sinners, so why would he want sinners rich? Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is a problem with religion, you know, and it's a problem in my belief system with religions. When we come out of the box saying we're sin, now to sin simply means to error, okay, E-R-R-O-R, to sin, it's, my gosh, you know, we, we, we look at, and I know that, you know, people believe that we're born sinners, I do not believe that, I do not believe it at all, it's probably one of the reasons that I became an all-faith minister and pastor versus sticking with my traditional religion, which I love, by the way, the Roman Catholic Church, I love it, but I just don't agree with it. In certain circumstances, I don't believe that we're original sinners. I don't believe that at all. I don't care. You can throw the Bible at me. You can throw every other religion in the world that says we're sinners. I just don't buy it. I really don't. I don't, I don't think that we come out of the womb a sinner. I think we come out of the womb perfect. I think we come out of the womb amazing. I think we come out of the womb as ch children of God, but surely not sinners by any means. But if to sin means that we make errors, yes, I believe that we're filled, a life is filled with errors. Oh my God, we're human, not perfect, right? But why would God want us rich? When Sean Saunders want, want, said this, I really believe it 100%. You know, the difference between being rich and being greedy is that the greedy person has a lot of money, let's say, and their whole focus is loving 
making more. They want to make more. There's never enough. That's a problem. That's called greed. But a rich person who takes some of their money and helps others with it, I believe that's why God wants us rich, so that we can help others, so that we can make a difference in this world, a positive difference in this world. And one of the ways we make a positive difference is with money. It's simply an energy exchange. Money is simply energy. It's nothing more. Money is inert. It can't be evil. There's no such thing as evilness in money. Money is inert. It has no emotion. It has no feelings. It does nothing unless you do something with it. Money doesn't jump up and try to strangle you. Money doesn't jump up and run to the store and spend itself. That's human error, right? But I really do believe what what Sean said is that God wants us to be rich so that we can make a difference, so that we can appreciate life, so we can travel and see other worlds and other cultures, so we can love music and art and everything else that's all around us. And if you want to listen to the archive, just go to talkdavid.com and check out the archive show and get more information on what Sean was talking about. I think it's it's really good. Um, this one is great. David, I've been listening all night. Your work with affirmations, addiction, et cetera, is wonderful. Your work with business is fantastic. Your work with relationships and helping people to heal is fantastic. But I have a question for you. Why is positive thinking so limited in your mind? I saw a YouTube video where you expressed it with a lot of emotion that you just don't believe in the power of positive thinking. I don't. I love positive thinking. I think positive thinking is amazing. I just don't think it is that powerful. I don't think you're going to see changes happening through the use of thought. I use this example all the time. For 24 years, we have interviewed the most amazing, successful, brilliant people in the world. And not one of them, not one of the people that I've ever interviewed said that they got where they are because of thinking positively. They've all said the same thing. They've worked their tail off. So here we go. Action into the uncomfortable, doing what you don't want to do every day is more powerful than positive thinking. Now, I'm going to say I believe in the power of positive thinking. I use it myself. Oh, my God. I get up every day and I go through my steps of gratitude. I go through my intentions for the day. I go through my affirmations of the day. I pray for those people suffering. I do all of that heavy head work every morning, first thing in the morning. But what we find in the world of success, whether it's weight loss, addiction recovery, making more money, finding the love of your life, whatever it might be, we find people are successful when they're willing to take uncomfortable steps on a daily basis to create the goal that they want as reality. Positive thinking is good, but it's an incredibly small part of being successful with your mind, body, spirit, even with God's work. So many people just want to think differently, and they're praying that if they think differently, their life will change. Unless it's in a miracle, nothing's going to change. And sometimes miracles happen, right? Sometimes through the grace of God, through some kind of like alternate alternate universe, there's something that we've wanted that just happens and we become outrageously wealthier or the pounds just fall off or we find the love of our life while we're searching through the garbage can because we lost our keys, whatever. All those things could be miracles, but those are rare. Miracles are rare. I, I, I always share with my clients, when you're going to use positive thinking, when you're going to use affirmations, use intense emotion 
with the positive thoughts. Like really go to the bottom of your core and create deep, deep emotion to match your thoughts. But then go out during that day and do what you don't want to do. Go ahead and take that step. Go ahead and let them know, the world, you, yourself, your internal thought processes, that you're serious this time. Get excited. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Go to seminars. Go to courses. Meet people. Change who you hang around with. You know, most of us, when we're limited in our ability to lose weight or we're limited in our ability to make money or we're limited in our ability to enhance our marriage, when we look around us, we are often surrounded by people who are struggling financially. We're often surrounded with people who are struggling with their weight. We're often surrounded with people that drink too much if we drink too much. We're often surrounded with people in crappy marriages if we have a crappy marriage, right? So we have to start to look at that and say, gosh, do I have to change who I hang around with? And the answer is always yes. Look for people that have great bodies. Become friends with them. Look for people that have a lot of money. Become friends with them. Look look for people that have great marriages. Become friends with them. Like start to hang out with people that are a step above you in those areas of life. It's one of the key components to change. That's why working like that's why I have a coach. Oh my lord, I work with my 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 coach Marlene every Wednesday. Why? Because she does this work and she works with people that are extremely successful. So I want to be around more people that are extremely successful so I can learn from the masters, right? So I can take their attitude, so I can take the steps they use to move ahead in life. And I want the same for every listener. I want you to radically change your life right now by altering who you're hanging out with. Bring new people into your circle. Do things that used to scare the hell out of you every day. And use these archived radio shows at TalkDavid.com as fuel for your fire. Seven days a week to get you to the next level. Be strong, be bold, be positive. And for the next week, kick your own butt. And then we'll have a blast next Saturday. I'm David Essel. Until then. Are you ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, Success and Miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to TalkDavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's TalkDavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com.